Hi. She says that she <laughs> takes a big bite. Well, this is a, this is a test. One, two. Oh, but I like it. Mmm. Hey, everyone. This is Maria. And this is Christina. We are two good friends. And tiny housers. With different lifestyles. But the same common goal to live wholesome, nutritious, and adventurous lives. Join us for this conversation we call Real Life. Hello, everyone. We're back. Happy August. Wow. How did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. Life is an amazing whirlwind. Maria, you've been married three months. Mm-hmm. I love being married. <laughs> <laughs> it has been awesome. Life is picking up for us. We're getting busier. Pavel's work is getting busier, and I've had, like, new clients every week. Whoa. It's amazing. And... It's still really good. Like, it's not crazy. It's very full and rich. Nice. Mm-hmm. And you're doing a restart class in Rochester. I am. That I'm looks fun. I'm so happy to be teaching restart in person again. It looks nice, and you always mm-hmm. have yummy food. Mm-hmm. Pavel made a new recipe for your restart class. What was that? Well, actually, it's it's his recipe from a couple years ago when he did the class. Oh, really? It's Pavel's coconut bread. <laughs> That's what I call it. Because it's his Pavel's coconut bread. <laughs> yeah. It looked really yummy. Yeah, it's yummy. Yeah. Cool. That's so, so fun. Tiny bit about me. Uh, why don't you share? We want to catch up with you guys a little bit before we dive into this week's topic. <laughs> and, and this is so fun. Like, I feel all giddy because Christina and I haven't spent time together. Oh, it's been way too long. I've yeah, missed you. I, I missed know. you being my neighbor. I know. I've missed you too a lot. I feel like I just sneezed in the summer, like flew by, like literally. Did you sneeze it away? I like... just sneezed it away. Like I have been so insanely busy. As an example, like yesterday was my day off and I was so excited and I got up early and I went down to the greenhouse and my phone rang and Kelby was like, can you milk the cows? Can you finish milking so I can get in the hay field? And I was like, sure. And I left my house and I didn't get back until 9 30 that night wow that and was so, your day off that was my day off Aww. like I literally it's been insane there's just the farm has picked up so much we have no help um which we kind of knew was coming but we didn't realize how much extra work it is when you mm-hmm. lose two farm hands yeah so it just it's been utterly insane but it's a good thing we have so much hay for the winter we're in a great spot Mm -hmm. our farm store is doing well we're turning it into a whole food like nourishing grocery store on the farm that's amazing it's i'm so excited because i don't have to go to the grocery store but Mm -hmm. i also love just sharing with people i heard you tried our ice cream Mm -hmm. like just the quality and local Mm -hmm. food and so I'm just excited to have things like ice cream and sourdough bread and, and things that we've dreamed about bringing on the farm, but we didn't have enough traffic before. Now we have enough customers coming that we can just provide them with so much fun, nourishing. We even have the healthy peanut butter. You do? Yes, it's so good. That's awesome. It's from a local company from Buffalo, and they just grind the peanuts. Like, it's literally just wow. peanuts and salt. Could they get in any other nuts, or do they Yeah, just we can get almond butter and... Cashew butter? Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, so, like, all those things. And as winter comes and we have less produce from the garden, 
You'll supply other things. Yeah, to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And the garden's been insane. It's been a good year. Mm. You said you're getting a good harvest. Yeah. You brought me some lovely tomatoes. Yeah, my Ukrainian tomatoes. I actually was doing kind of a little updates on Instagram of my plants, and I need to post the fruit now. Fun. So it's really fun. Um, I, I told Christina, I'll share with you guys, I shared some tomatoes with Pavel's dad, and he said this is definitely what the tomatoes in Ukraine look like. So I was like, yes, the Ukrainian tomatoes. Beautiful. And they're like, they're kind of an ombre. Like they start green at the top and they fade to this lovely like pink Mm -hmm. almost. Like I wouldn't call it a red. It's more of like a rosette, like a pink. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful. Like it's, it's so pretty on the platter. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this might be our thumbnail for this week's episode (laughs) because they're just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And the center has like green seeds with a pink Mm -hmm. flesh. It's very unique. Yeah. Yes. So I love that the store is becoming a one-stop shop. It's very fun. I'm excited. It's very hard in a rural community to find high-quality food. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, when we started the podcast, I was at the point where I was, like, doing it all myself, the peanut butter, mayonnaise, you know, Mm -hmm. all that stuff I was making myself because you just couldn't find a good source close by. And so now I'm thankful that I have an alternative because Mm -hmm. you just can't sustainably do it all yeah it's it's you end up balancing and compromising and Mm -hmm. so it's definitely a blessing when um like as a homemaker I can tap into other resources yeah Yeah. even if you're just in a pinch you know Mm -hmm. so yeah very neat super fun so talking about gardening we are going to share with you our favorite ways to preserve food. Yeah. How it's practical, budget-friendly, and awesome for your health. And delicious. Mm-hmm. I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the real reason. That's okay. right. <laughs> so we're, we've talked about a future episode that'll encompass preserving. It might be several episodes because there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Today we're going to talk about fermenting. And fermenting something I have done for a while because of the flavor. And then when Maria came on the scene, she was like, actually, fermenting is extremely healthy Mm -hmm. and good for your gut. And I was like, great, more kimchi. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I started off this season with a big vat of kimchi. I posted some pictures. I did six gallons. Wow. And Where did you get all the veggies? Was that from your garden? It was Napa cabbage, yeah. So that's like an early cabbage. Okay. Um, It's a Chinese cabbage. And... Um, I think I got some carrots from the garden and some from Sasha, mm-hmm. and it had onions, and then the key ingredient is fish sauce, hmm. and um, use that instead of your salt. Mm-hmm. So it's the same process as making sauerkraut, but there's just more ingredients. Mm-hmm. And more flavor. More flavor. Yeah. That's And awesome. hot peppers. Hmm. <laughs> it is a spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kimchi is spicy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not quite for little kids. <laughs> do, do your kids eat it though? <clears throat> Kelby Jr. does because okay. he likes spice and pickle, but Kedrick yeah. doesn't touch it. Yeah, awesome. So far, I haven't fermented as much as last year, but I'm going to get into it more as the harvest comes. I have done pickles, which is Pavel's favorite. Yum. And I actually tried some cabbage, and I'm sorry, not cabbage, kale, and oh. garlic scapes. How did that turn it out? It was really good. What's the texture of fermented cow? It's uh, not super firm. 
Like, it's kind of like lettuce. Is it slimy? No, I don't think it's slimy. It's not my favorite, but it was an experiment. Oh, okay. Yeah, the flavor is good. I think it's great to try things. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And try different cuts of things. Mm -hmm. Like, we last year did all of our cucumbers whole. We did the small ones. And that's really nice, but I found myself in the middle of the season... Like, or the middle of the winter season as we were eating them, wishing I had done really thin slice for sandwiches. So we started with those this year, and wow, that is like a whole different thing. Like, it's all yeah. different category. Mm-hmm. You do like the thin slice? I love it. Cool. Yeah. So they're not crispy. Like, uh-huh. I've, my whole time fermenting pickles, I've always like aimed for super crispy, crunchy. Mm-hmm. Which works really well when you keep them whole. Mm -hmm. When they're thin, they're going to be flimsy, but they're fantastic. Did you still add oak leaves or grape leaves? I didn't. Okay. No, so I wonder if they would. But they're so thin, it's like they don't need to be. Yeah. It's almost like you use it to, like, wrap around your hamburger, you know? Like, just cover it in, like, sloppy, yummy pickles. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we get into the typical recipe? How to. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um... I usually go with the rule of thumb of one quart of water to two tablespoons of salt. And so if you are doing um, a gallon batch, you would do four quarts with eight tablespoons of salt. And you can keep quadrupling and mm-hmm. and um, multiplying that recipe. And that goes for anything. So even when you're making sauerkraut, if you don't have enough brine, there's not enough juice, you can use that same exact recipe to add brine mm-hmm. to um, anything you're lacto-fermenting. And, and like Maria experimented with the kale, there's really no wrong thing to ferment. Mm-hmm. Everything will ferment. The thing, the way it would go wrong is if you um, didn't have the right salt-to-water ratio or if it um, was that it loses texture. So, like, the okay. kale wasn't your favorite. Like, right. it's still yummy and edible. It just mm-hmm. is not... The, your favorite <laughs> yeah definitely and so there's that's like the basic that's the skeleton of the recipe yeah. and then depending on what it is so you mentioned the brine for sauerkraut for sauerkraut you actually want to pound the cabbage mm-hmm. and make it sweat is what it's called it's yeah. releasing all the water and that's I mean it's juices and water from the cabbage and then when you pack it into a jar um with salt it's going to have juices in it already. Right. So then you just top it off with water. You're not adding a ton of water. Um, whereas, like, if you ferment carrots, carrots and ginger are great. Yeah, you're going to be adding that a lot of water and salt. And for the cabbage, the, just so you know the salt ratio, it's the same as the water. So um, one quart of cabbage is needs two tablespoons of salt. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that ratio goes all over the board. Yeah, yeah, no matter what you're doing. Cabbage is typically the only thing you pound. You can do, like, shredded carrots that way. Hmm. I do something called ginger carrots where I shred them really thin um, and the ginger the same, like, using a cheese grater. Mm-hmm. And you can actually pound that, like, sauerkraut um, and then use the salt the same way and then just add some brine at the end. Okay. And that makes them sweeter when you pound them. Interesting. Yeah, but most things, um, for example, like zucchini or cucumbers, you want to put them in in nice slices. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only time you would pound is if you were shredding something. Yeah. But that makes me want to try shredding, like, cucumbers, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I wonder what it, if it would be a relish. Yeah, it probably would. A yummy relish. Yeah. And then I didn't remember until I pulled out my pickle recipe again that you you actually add boiling water for that. 
do you do that for your last one? I never add boiling water. Really? Mm-mm. Okay. Because it makes them soft. Huh. Yeah. I see. I didn't find that last year when I oh, added okay. one. They were crisp. Oh, cool. So, okay. So there's yeah. different ways of doing it. There's him. totally different yeah. ways. Like, I I, sh- I shouldn't say there's no wrong way, but it feels like if you follow a recipe, there's no wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fermented foods are very forgiving. Yeah. It And I think, like, I really want to encourage you guys to go for it. We'll mm-hmm. include some recipe links below. And it's something that people are really intimidated by because they're like, how do I know if the food has gone bad? Yeah. You just have to start and try it and taste different things. You'll and, know. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this sweet moldy smell. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've had things go bad and I'm like, that just doesn't smell salty enough. Yeah. It's supposed to be sour and salty. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you'll, you'll know very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's like your body has this like innate... Mm-hmm. like knowledge of this food is not good yeah but I think even even if we're talking food mold from a pure safety standpoint there's not a lot of mold that's going to make you sick yeah so it's very hard to eat that much you know mm-hmm. to make you sick yeah and if you're really unsure <clears throat> um grab some like Wegmans has this beet juice ferment mm-hmm. or pickle juice mm. ferment you guys have different ferments yeah, in the store now yeah yeah beak of us so grab something like that to sample it and know what flavor you're looking for yeah that's really smart mm-hmm. and then typically so once you've you've put all your veggies with your brine in the jar then you stick a lid on it and then you're going to leave it. I usually leave mine for a couple of days, and mm-hmm. then I start burping it. Is yeah. that what you do? Yeah, just depends. If I'm using a crock, it's not as, um, like, it, it, not you're not able to saw it right. to seal it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so then you don't even have to burp it. Okay. Um, when you're looking for that crisp, spicy flavor, like, not spicy in, like, pepper, but spicy in, like, this is very effervescent, hmm. that's when you want it sealed and burping it. Okay. That's just simply lifting the lid off, making sure the water's still covering the mm-hmm. veggies. If it's not, add a little more water. I just sterilize stones, to like river stones, as yeah. weights. So mm-hmm. I, like around April when we're out hiking, um, if we're hiking in like the riverbeds, I'll mm-hmm. tell the boys, like, find me stones that are like two inches by two inches. And the smooth ones, like not mm-hmm. the rough edge, mm-hmm. I trust more in glass jars. Mm-hmm. So then I just boil them with like a little bit of dish soap. And uh, and I keep them in my kitchen, and then I just use them as weights. Yeah. And so I always forget, and sometimes I'll give people a jar of something, and they'll be like, it was great, but there was a rock on top of it. <laughs> that is hilarious. Sorry. <laughs> Sterile rock. <laughs> Sterile rock. <laughs> yeah. But that's a good natural weight, mm-hmm. and it adds minerals. Yeah. So. That's, that's great. I found that with sauerkraut, I could pack in the the unedible cabbage leaves oh yeah and that holds things down so there's different things but the stones are pretty like when i've seen you do that i think it looks really nice in a jar yeah they do look pretty Mm -hmm. so i think we should go through a list of all random things that we can ferment really quick okay for people start using their imagination so we'll just like spend the next minute ready (laughs) cherry tomatoes Ooh. Broccoli and cauliflower. You can do two together. at once. No, together. Oh, it's a okay. Mix. Have you done broccoli before? I have. With... And it's good because I've always mm-hmm. heard it mushes. No. Oh, time to try. Yeah. All right, back to the thing. Asparagus. Green beans, like dilly beans. Carrots. And cucumbers. <laughs> I know we did that before, but I'm going back. Zucchini. Cucumbers. Um, kale. Ginger. 
and just garlic. Pickled yeah. garlic. Pickled garlic. Mm-hmm. Radishes. Beets. Other radishes. <laughs> I loved those daikon radishes. Yes. I don't know if we talked about those before. Daikons and then the Spanish... Oh my gosh, those were my favorite pickles of last year. Mm-hmm. And I did those, so you don't have to traditionally, we're going on a tangent, you don't have to use pickling spices. Like no. everyone thinks pickling, the peppers, um, car- coriander, and then mm-hmm. bay leaves. Like that's your fail-safe and dill. But you can do things like um, more Middle Eastern, like mm-hmm. um, I can see it in my head. What is that green seed? Cardamom pods. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put in Sweeter. allspice. Mm-hmm. You can do anise, yeah, fennel. We, we mentioned ginger. Ginger yeah. goes great with a lot of things. Fermented fennel is really good, like just doing the whole ball and mm-hmm. leaves. And last year, I think it was, we did celery yes. with, with parsley and different things. It was like the stuffing. A dressing. Yeah. yeah. And Thanksgiving it was, dressing. Yeah. And it was really good and very unconventional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Celery is a great one to ferment. Um, mm-hmm. Swiss chard stems mm. we like to ferment, um, and they're really colorful and pretty. Can you do rhubarb? I've never it's, tried it's that. I'm super, sure you could. I wonder if it's edible, though, because it's, like, sour. It's Let's try it. Ha, didn't you stick rhubarb in for, like, decorative, or was that chard? That was charred. It was? Yeah. Oh, okay. But I, now I want to try I want to do a sweet rhubarb with honey. That's a great idea. Let's try it. And I wonder what the honey would do. Honey's antibacterial. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to have to use sugar. It's an experiment. Yeah. But yeah. that sounds really good. I, and mm-hmm. I have some rhubarb, so maybe we'll do that after the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, depending on how warm it is in your house, usually you let it go five to seven days yeah cabbage can go forever forever sour my kimchi i do like weeks Mm -hmm. because traditionally kimchi is a a korean fermented pickle Mm -hmm. and they um will dig a hole in the ground and bury it in crocs did you know that no yeah so So they'll be like on a mountainside like it's not even near their Mm -hmm. house it's like it's it's kind of the kimchi (laughs) yeah well it's kind of like um a religious experiment or Mm -hmm. experience for them so they, like, have this kimchi spot that their grandma and their great-grandma and for hundreds and hundreds mm. of years. And um, typically it's on a mountainside because it's cooler up there. And they dig into the ground and they have massive crocs. And then the women just venture up as the supply gets low in the winter and they, like, uncover it. Like, I'm I'm using my hands to push away the snow. <laughs> but they'll, like, push away the snow and um, remove the lid off the crock and they'll be beautiful fermenting kimchi. Cold. You'll have to ask the Korean women on the mountainside. <laughs> but I just know. What a great answer. <laughs> yeah. But I just know, and I've had these, like, fantasies about burying my kimchi mm-hmm. in the woods, but I've never done it. Um, but yeah, and I know like, like there's makeshift cold cellars that people have done that way mm-hmm. where they'll dig a hole in their ground and, um, put hay bales around, but we have such a wet winter, like it's cold, which yeah. isn't as big of an issue, but because it's so wet, mm-hmm. um, I mean, last winter we were like, remember our paths from the house to the cabin, yeah. they were like three feet deep. It kept thawing deep. Mm-hmm. and we got a lot of snow again and then it thawed and that's just not conducive for storing something like that so I haven't but that's the traditional method and so they just let it ferment for months like it might be six months old Mm -hmm. and then they use the brine from the last batch that's something we haven't talked about to speed up your fermenting Hmm. whether you're doing pickles or zucchini you can take brine from a previous batch or whey and um, add it to your next batch to 
ferment it faster. Wow. So. Yeah, I don't think I've done that. I've, I've heard that you've done that before, yeah. so very cool. I carry the brine over, and so mm-hmm. at, it gets quicker at the end of the season. Like, mm-hmm. fermenting is only, like, three days come September because it's just yeah. so saturated. So once your ferment is done after five to seven days or weeks or months, however long you do it, yep. you just stick it in your fridge. Mm-hmm. And so that is one thing. You need some fridge storage if you're doing a lot. Um, but it's it's so amazing. We're going to talk about how it's good for your health. Yeah. And... It's really, it's a great way to, when you have uh, a mass amount of veggies in the right. garden, a quick way to process them. Or if you, you know, find some recipes that you love, you know, get some bulk veggies from your local farmer. Yeah, to definitely. Make this. Yeah. And then um, another thing we haven't touched on are, are fermented beverages. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine this year did fermented pineapple. They cut up a whole pineapple with a skin and all. And they added water and sugar and fermented that. Um, we run kombucha. Maria mm-hmm. and I both do yeah. that. Um, and so we just started bottling our kombucha for our family yeah. uh, to elongate the shelf life. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just way convenient. Yeah. So all those have the same probiotics mm-hmm. that um, the other ferments have. If you prefer, if you, do, if you don't like the taste of pickles, you know, it is sometimes an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. You may enjoy more of the beverages. Yeah. And uh, there's also kefir, mm-hmm. water kefir, um, beet kvass. Yep, and yogurt. Those yeah. are other yep. foods that you can ferment, and they all have the probiotics. But I will say they have different strains. So I always mm. encourage um, people to get a variety of ferments. You know, if you've been That's doing yogurt know. for a while, introduce kombucha. Um, I think the veggies are so dynamic because of how the fermenting unlocks the nutrients. So this is one, I'm, I'm just going to kind of bullet point the benefits here. One of the benefits of fermented foods is unlocks the nutrients in whatever you're fermenting and makes them more available for your body to absorb and then utilize as it needs to. So if you're fermenting yogurt, it makes the nutrients in the milk um, more um, able to be more easily absorbed. So the same with veggies. If you get a, if you do a variety of veggies, you're going to benefit from that variety of nutrients. So kombucha doesn't have as much of a nutritional value because it's just tea. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it does have a few strains of bacteria, which are great for you and. It's just delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so it's easy to I get love... large amounts, is what mm-hmm. I find. Yeah. Like I'll sit down to eat sauerkraut and I'll only eat like a serving, but mm-hmm. man, I could drink three bottles of kombucha a day right. easy. Yeah. And I would say like we need different strains at different times. Mm. Um, so it's really good to rotate for that reason as well. So um, the second thing is just the probiotics, the benefits of the probiotics to the digestive system. And um, it just feeds our microbiome. So we naturally have um, good bacteria in our digestive system, and they need to be fed. They need to be supported. Mm-hmm. So um, it's the food is nice um, in comparison to just doing a supplement, which I do work with supplements, probiotic supplements, but the food is nice because there's more diverse strains. Mm-hmm. And usually it's gentler on the body than, than the supplements, so... It's more cost-effective, too. Yeah, Um, definitely. Good quality probiotic supplements can be pricey. So, 
Yeah. And then the third thing is, um, well, I talked about how it's budget-friendly, um, but it also has digestive enzymes in it. So when you're eating that um, fermented food, eat it at the beginning of the meal, and it's going to support the digestion of the other food as mm. well, not just the the vegetable itself that you fermented or the milk that's now yogurt. It's the other foods in that meal. So Yummy. Yeah, so it's amazing for you. A, a serving size of fermented veggies would be like one to three tablespoons. And you can get so creative with it. Um, I've like, there's like the more traditional where if you make like a sourdough pierogi and you stuff it with sauerkraut, um, but you can do really fun things. We do like kimchi burgers. Mm. We love, like there's something about kimchi on top of a burger. Yeah. It's just like. Instead of just having the veggie on the side all the time. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. incorporate it into, it's part of the dish. Right. Very we use cool. We use a lot of our ferments like condiments and I find that we eat more that way than just like serving like a plop of sauerkraut you mm-hmm. know it just and a, a good way to sweeten sauerkraut I'm using that as an example because it's it's most commonly mm-hmm. used as a topping um, yeah so uh, to sweeten sauerkraut we caramelize onions and then we add the sauerkraut right at the end because you don't want to heat it too high I think yeah. we, we looked it up a while ago and it was like you don't want to heat sauerkraut more than 95 degrees mm-hmm. or it starts to lose then it starts to go down. So it's yeah. not like, it, oh, it hit 100. It's yeah. bad. It's but, like pasteurizing it, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you just caramelize your onions, shut the heat off, and then throw your sauerkraut in just long enough to warm it with the onions to about 80 degrees, and then eat it, it's like sweet mm. because the onions are sweet. I've never done that, and that sounds so good. Mm, so good with like some kielbasa sausage. Mm. So that's really yummy. That's a favorite of mine. You're such a good foodie. I love food. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. And we do, I was thinking about it as you were talking, um, we do carry several fermented vegetables in the farm store. So if anybody just wanted to try it because you've never, like store-bought sauerkraut from like your typical grocery store is typically vinegar brine. Yeah, it's not even true. lacto-fermented, and so it's going to be really pungent and sour. Mm-hmm. Um, we get our ferments from Hawthorne Valley Farm, which is just this awesome whole food farm. Um, it's it's like Sunny Cove, but on a way bigger scale. And uh, they make things like kimchi and um, ruby sauerkraut, which is with a purple cabbage, um, caraway sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. That one's really yummy. Uh, ginger carrots we mentioned before so all of those are available Mm -hmm. at our farm store um, for you to try and we're also getting in a line of uh, lacto-fermented hot sauce wow that sounds yummy and it not only is just peppers but it's got carrots and beets and things in it too Mm -hmm. so I'm really excited so if you just want to dip your toe in the water and try it um, Mm -hmm. and then we a couple times a year do like a fermenting Q&A day at our farm store. So we just did that last month where people could come and ask about fermenting and preserving. That's great. So we just want to be a resource for you guys and Mm -hmm. to be able to access nutritious food. Yeah. And you mentioned um, the sauerkraut with vinegar. That is a way of preserving food, but Mm -hmm. it's not a way of uh, fermenting a food. So you're not going to have the probiotics and the digestive enzymes and all of those benefits. So um, when you just buy a regular pickle off the shelf it's it's in a vinegar base Mm -hmm. and that's the difference we talked about a salt brine 
And it's not only just vinegar, too, but there's weird... There's, like, citric acid, and then there's other ingredients. There's yeah, always, usually there's like, added stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah it's, unless it's... Unless it's, like, a local clean. Yeah. 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 So... So we'll... Yummy. I'm sure we'll be posting different things we're fermenting. Yeah, we're always posting recipes, mm-hmm. and um, I think next up we'll talk more about um, another form of preserving mm-hmm. that we're doing. So. Yes. Yeah. What are you going to make this week? This week? Um, Is there anything in the I, kitchen? I need to be making some pickled beets because I have some beets. Yum. Mm-hmm. Last year I spiralized them hmm. and pickled them for on top of my salads. Ooh, that sounds amazing. I have a spiralizer. Yummy. Cool. What are you going to do? Um, I have a huge bag of organic sweet corn in my uh, kitchen, so I'm going to do something called cowboy caviar. Which um, is a, it's actually a pressure canned recipe with vinegar and it's um, pinto beans and jalapenos and corn and mm. peppers and onions. So that's like another fun Yay. condiment and salsa. And can I taste it? Definitely you know? <laughs> can taste it. I think it's important for us to note because we were just downing vinegar a little bit. Vinegar in its own right is important in our yeah. body, right, Maria? Definitely. Uh, apple cider vinegar is my favorite vinegar to yep. use um, with the mother. And it has tremendous nutritional benefits. So vinegar is not bad. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have the probiotics that we're talking about exactly. today. Exactly. Different. It's more for making your body more alkaline. And mm-hmm. um, I'm looking for the word. Uh, Gatorade's got it. Oh, like the electrolytes. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's important. It's just not, we typically eat the lacto-fermented more than the vinegar. Mm-hmm. And the vinegar is something we have as a treat or mm-hmm. have like less often. Yeah. And a little note, if you're going to start introducing some of these fermented foods, probiotic rich foods into your diet, start slow mm-hmm. because those probiotics, they help to kill off any bad bacteria in your gut. <laughs> yep. So that die off can be uncomfortable. Um, some people never experience it, but I would say start with a teaspoon. If you handle that fine, up it to a tablespoon. If you handle that fine, you can do a little bit more. But in general, with those foods, you're gonna with the with the veggies, you're gonna do a one to three tablespoon serving. With yogurt, um, kombucha is is definitely more. But. So something interesting, and if you have a weak stomach, just fast forward the next fifteen seconds. I used to <laughs> sell kombucha, and I would sample it every week. Uh-huh. Um, and the samples would be like a shot glass or smaller. And people would try it, and they'd be like, oh, that's delicious. And then they would come back the next week and say, I had to poop immediately after I had this. What is in that? And they thought it was bad. But it was really because their body so badly needed. Yeah. Like, it was just the smallest amount. Yeah. But I was surprised at how many people, Hmm. this was in an urban farmer's market, had that reaction. Very funny. (laughs) Yep. Gave those bowels a little Y'all need probiotics. (laughs) That's really funny. And if you um, are struggling with um, digestion, then this is definitely, you know, a place to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And call Maria. Yes. Call me. Digestion <laughs> is one of the things I love because um, I've seen results with my clients and I've mm-hmm. also seen results in my health. So it's super rewarding yeah. to dig into digestion. Yeah. Yeah. So, Fun. Yeah. Well... This was nice to catch back up. I know. So we're sorry that it was a little bit later in the Mm -hmm. month. We're going to shoot for probably the first week Mm -hmm. of the month going forward. Yeah. But 
we thank you for your grace. Yeah. (laughs) The real life has been happening and it's been full and it's been productive. So for certain. Yeah. Awesome. So until next time, you can follow Maria at thrivinghealthnewyork.com. And you can keep up with all of our farm happenings, sunnycovefarm.com. We uh, just added a button for you to subscribe to our email list right on the top of our website. So if you want to stay up to date, we send about three emails a month. And I love your emails. Oh, thanks. Sunnyco emails are the best. (laughs) Yeah. So keep up with us, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you, everyone. Have a great August. Send, Send us your pictures of what you ferment. Yes. Happy preserving. Bye.